before the quarantine, I watch a movie before you think I'm watching movies all the time, called 1917. I'm sure many of you watch it. I saw it in the cinema with Farmatias and Farm Maximo. It's a pretty good movie. It's about these two young British soldiers during First World War who are ordered to deliver a message to one of the troops that are going to attack um, German troops. And it's kind of an ambush. And one of these two soldiers who is commissioned with this mission has his brother in this other troop that is going to be attacked. So it's the whole day of these two soldiers trying to get to um, this area and to prevent this failed uh, attack to happen. But the first thing is very interesting. is these two soldiers kind of wasting time, like killing time under a tree. And then they receive this kind of mission from the captains, they are called, and then the whole movie is this amazing urgency that these soldiers have to get to the, um, to, to the other troops to prevent them from attacking the German troops. And I'm not going to spoil it, but the end of the movie also ends in, in a tree. But it's now the resting after being accomplishing that mission that was given to them. Anyway, this is one of the many dynamisms of Easter. Jesus alive wants to take us out from idleness and draw us into a mission that gives us a new passion and a new heart and a new enthusiasm to live. This was the journey of the disciples of Emmaus. Their starting point is idleness, boredom, and inside emptiness. Their hearts were dead. They had no hope. Even all what they say at first is in the past tense. So nothing can be better in the future. First, Luke says that they were moving away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the city where they were supposed to be. It was the place of the community. So the fact that they were moving away from Jerusalem towards Emmaus is kind of a sign of disobedience. Second, they were kind of upset. Are you the only visitor that is not informed of what happened? Three, they are downcast. Luke says that they, their face was kind of downcast, gloomy. Then they were doubting. Some women said, some angels appeared. Some of us went to the tomb. But him, we did not see. So they were not in a good spot. And they were kind of dead hearts, no mission Kind of, what should we do now? What should we do next? But Jesus is merciful. He walks with them. He listens to them. He explains the scriptures. They perceive a sense of goodness in him. So much that they say, stay with us, Lord. It is evening. Stay with us. They cannot recognize him yet. 
in fullness, but they recognize something that kind of moved them to long to stay with the resurrected Jesus. So the gospel says that when they request him to stay with him, Jesus went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he broke the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. Obviously, that's Eucharistic language. With that, their eyes were open, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. So he comes in, he sits with them, he gives thanks, he takes the bread, says the blessings, breaks the bread, and gives it to them. And as they receive him, as they receive this bread, this Eucharistic bread, their eyes are open and they recognize him. He's alive. It was him. This is true. And their hearts are resurrected from within. This is the first time in a long time that I realize something that Luke is saying here. Luke is not saying that he vanished completely. He says he vanished from their sight. It's not that Jesus left them. Jesus left, in a sense, the visible form. Because if not, it's kind of a mean Jesus. not like they recognize him and boom, he lives. He vanished from their sight. No longer he was exterior to them. He was now interior. He became invisible because he became an insider. He vanished from their eyes because he was now alive in their hearts. And the fruit of that is a burning heart, says the gospel. Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures? Basically, their hearts are burning now and they're saying, were not already when he was explaining the scriptures? So they receive the supernatural love, the charity of the resurrected Jesus in them. And the fruit of that is a great fire, a great love inside of them. You know that many of the apparitions of Jesus in, in the story of Christianity, the, the sacred heart is portrayed with fire, like with Sor Margaret of Alacoque, the, the, the sacred heart devotion. Jesus appears with fire. And then Sor Faustina, Divine Mercy, is like a light shining, kind of. You see the opening of the heart and light flowing from his heart. Because that's how the heart of Jesus is filled with charity, filled with love, filled with passion. And that's what they receive when they receive the Eucharist. And that's what happens inside of them. But then you see that that change of heart, that burning heart, 
kind of manifest itself in the next step. They run back to Jerusalem. They go back to the community. They abandon idleness and isolation and sadness. They find a new, clear, specific direction. They receive a mission. And they go. And it's beautiful. It says that they go and as they enter the community, the community says, the Lord has truly been raised and appeared to Simon. And then they also tell, and it appeared to us. It's a very beautiful, joyful scene of the resurrected community of Christians. So this is the trip, the journey of the disciples of Emmaus. From idleness and sadness and maybe lack of direction, they encounter Christ, their hearts begin to burn, they receive the supernatural charity of Jesus, and they are commissioned, they are sent to the community in Jerusalem to announce what they experienced. And this is kind of a journey from idleness to mission that takes place in many of the Gospels, in many of the apparitions. Mary Magdalene, she's weeping. Jesus encounters her. She receives a mission. And she goes with great excitement to announce to the apostles, he's alive. Think of that run of Mary to the apostles, the, the joy and the love and the direction and the intensity of her soul going to tell the apostles. And then the one of Peter on the, on the shore, John 21, they have already experienced many apparitions and Peter maybe is killing time and he says, let's go fishing. And then I says, okay, let's go fishing. No, like, let's kill time. What can we do? But then in that kind of idleness moment, they're in the boat. They see someone walking. John says, it is the Lord. And Peter jumps into the water and begins to swim. So from idleness, wasting time, he redirects his heart and his soul towards the resurrected Jesus. So this is a principle we see at Emmaus, in the garden, in the Sea of Galilee. Encountering Christ alive gives you a new direction. Jesus resurrected gives us a commissioning charity. He takes us out from idleness and he sends us out to do what we have to do. And I think this is very relevant during, during the quarantine. Don't you find yourself many times wasting time? We are weak, and we know we shouldn't do it, but we do it. And many times we ask this question, what happened with the last three hours? Why this day was not so productive? I had all these goals, but I didn't do them. Or you know you have to do this, but you do this else. Or maybe you find yourself multitasking before the screen. And we end having a dead, a numb, an idle heart, and a wandering spirit with no love in it. And the merciful Jesus wants to encounter us 
give us a burning heart and commission us again. He wants to send us back to our Jerusalem, to our daily mission. So how to do it? Three brief takeaway. One, detect when you are in idle mode. Detect when you are kind of in Emmaus mode before encountering Christ. Detect when you're kind of like Peter, let's go fishing, let's kill time, let's be idle. Like in Mark 5, you see this man who was possessed. The gospel says he was wandering among the tombs. So sometimes we're like that, meandering, wandering, with idle heart, with no mission, no direction, no Jerusalem, in a state of nothingness. So ask yourself, am I now in that state? Peter says today, you are ransomed from your future conduct. You are ransomed by the blood of Jesus from futile conduct. The second thing is try to recognize the presence of the Lord. The source of mission, what rescues us from idleness, is knowing that he is with us, that he is real, that he is alive. You cannot have a burning heart if you don't spend time with him. And recognize the manifold presences of Jesus. In this gospel, you see that Jesus manifests in the scriptures, in the community, inside their hearts, and also in the Eucharist. There's not one presence, the Eucharistic presence, but a manifold manifestation of his presence. Maybe every morning pray, Jesus, give me a burning heart. Come, Holy Spirit, and renew the face of the earth. Enkindle in me the fire of your love. Enkindle in me the fire of your love. And lastly, ask, what is your Jerusalem? Lord, what is your will right now? What is the task I have to do? What is my big or small mission in this moment of the day. Peter ran Trump to the shore. Mary ran to the apostles. The two disciples ran to Jerusalem. They find a new direction and the gospel says, in haste, at once they go. At once, without wasting time, they do what they have to do. So they take the idle mold, pray for a burning heart, and then ask frequently, what is my Jerusalem? What is the task, the place, the activity, the person you are sending me right now? And I leave you with this image. It's the image of the Easter candle. It's a symbol of the resurrected Jesus standing in our midst. And it's a symbol of our lives. Our hearts should be like this candle. We should have burning hearts. This big candle, this big flame, is a symbol of the flame of the love of Christ, the charity of Christ that should be burning in us day and night, in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, on fire, with zeal for the mission, not idle, not fruitless, but encounter and enkindle 
by the resurrected Jesus and commissioned by him to announce him alive and risen.